One of the things that's important, I think, when we think of strategy as a discipline is really to have a point of view. So doing anything to help strengthen uh, your own point of view on things uh, is almost a fundamental kind of pillar to becoming a strategist and you know developing it into something that will pay your bills and, and be a fulsome career. Hello and welcome to Grow Up, an ABG Canada podcast where we give strategic thinkers and creative tinkers opportunities to grow. I'm your host, Michelle Lee, and today on the show, we're catching up with Elliot Altilla, head of strategy at Mint, on how to uncover your strategic superpower. Just before we dive in, we'd like to give a special shout out to the team at Mint for sponsoring today's episode. As one of Canada's leading strategy departments and supporters of strategic planning, they've shown a keen interest in continuing to help us foster and strengthen Canada's strategic talent. And for that, we thank you. Now let's get into the show. Elliot, welcome to the show. We're super excited to have you here. Um, terrific if you could please introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a bit about your background, why this topic is important to you, and then share your top tips. Um, thank you very much. Uh, very excited to be a part of this. appreciate uh, you having me on. Um, my background is probably very similar, I think, to a, a lot of people that find themselves in the discipline of strategy and that like it doesn't follow a through line at all. Um, really kind of came to strategy as an accident after business school, um, had kind of kicked around in different career uh, opportunities, working um, at places like Deloitte, uh, did a little bit of event marketing here and there, and really thought I would just continue in the stream of uh, management consulting. Um, But at the same time, my my interests were really diverse. Um, I was a martial artist. I was really into music and art. Um, And that was really where most of my passions lied. But at the same time, I didn't really know what we did in strategy was really a a career. Um, So I I kind of met some people at Sidley in Montreal, uh, was really fascinated in kind of how they approach strategy and just strategy as a discipline. Again, I didn't really know what it was. Um, And coming into it as uh, someone that had no real advertising experience, um, I I had a, you know, a bit of, uh, I had a huge question marks around what the the discipline even required or, or what my job would be. And given that I didn't have any direct training in something like uh, creative strategy, um, I really uh, struggled for a little bit to kind of find my own, um, we'll say, uh, superpower uh, or, or things that I felt like I was very competent at. Uh, so it, it was an interesting, it was a really interesting journey. I think people that are starting off in this field um, often encounter this as well. It's just they come in there's an expectation or maybe a belief that you have to have a certain degree of knowledge or competency, um, but it's something that isn't always uh, taught as a discipline in school with some exceptions. Um, so it, it's a very, I, to me, I think an interesting topic and something that uh, people entering the field pro- probably struggle with a lot, uh, the same as I did. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think a lot of people maybe don't realize what they have to offer or assume they don't have anything to offer when they first come in or if they're transitioning from something else. Um, so I think this will be a really important topic. Yeah, 100%. And I think often we, not only in strategy, but especially so I think is, again, like we, we don't necessarily um, want to embrace the things uh, that um, make us unique and make us really strong. So I think one of the things that's important, I think, when we think of strategy as a discipline and just branding and advertising as a whole, is that it really <laughs> central to the, um, you know, what we do in the discipline is really to have a point of view, uh, and a prejudicial point of view that you can defend with evidence and, and smarts and, you know, all of that stuff. And so uh, having an opinion is like very important. Um, so doing anything um, to help strengthen kind of that, uh, your own point of view on things, 
uh, is is uh, will only help you, I think, in the long run. Uh, it's almost a fundamental kind of um, pillar to becoming a, a strategist and, and you know developing it into something that will pay your bills and, and be uh, a fulsome career and all of that stuff. And I think it, it kind of um, leads to a couple uh, things that we could touch on, on that I think might be helpful for people that are considering going into strategy or, or um, are interested in the discipline. <laughs> So, um, have a point of view. I mean, that, that, you know, those are kind of like three words with an acronym in there. Um, it sounds really simple, but how, how do you actually get to one? I mean, I don't, I don't imagine that's necessarily just an easy thing to, to come up with. No. And I think, you know, if, if we think of just maybe one of the, the things that I think about when, um, when I hire people and then also when we think of, um, just ourselves as strategists is that we really hire individuals, uh, not like an archetype per se. So it, to be honest, like I don't really care um, where people have gone to school or how smart they, they, they might be per se, because in a lot of ways, you know, everybody is smart um, in this, in, in this field for the most part. So um, there are things that make you unique. Uh, everybody has a different, uh, you know, set of passions. I think, uh, and interests and skills. And if anybody's been in a, uh, worked with strategist or been, uh, in, in, within a strategic, um, department, you know, there's such a diversity of people from such a you know, crazy amount of backgrounds, right? So, you know, engineers, there's people that likely have studied anthropology, potentially some people came from the, uh, you know, the creative department, others were account people. Um, it really is a diverse mix of people and there's not one, I'd say archetype. Uh, so, Having kind of a, a point of view on on culture, where the, the industry is going, branding, uh, particular what drives people towards specific brands, uh, how you create uh, something that is going to be fundamentally sticky and noteworthy. Um, like having having a point of view on all of that stuff is really uh, important, and I think you know the the deeper and more time you spend, um, you know just indulging your own curiosities within art and culture, but also uh, understanding um, the world of marketing and branding, you quickly will develop uh, opinions on it. Um, and with time, um, it, it, you know, it becomes increasingly important because I think unlike, you know, other jobs, being a strategy, uh, being a strategist or it demands developing a unique point of view more than anything else. Um, so it's hard because this, this discipline of strategy is a bit amorphous. It's hard to really define um, but it's not like being an accountant, you know, um, where you need a specific, uh, really specific discipline set of skills, um, that you can learn over time. And then it's kind of, you utilize those skills on almost everything that you do. I'm simplifying obviously, uh, to make a point. Um, yeah. but like, you know, we, we will, particularly the way that, uh, the agency world is changing and, and the demands, the diverse uh, demands that a client might have, you really do need like a diverse uh, set of skill sets, uh, a diverse skill set that will continue to evolve. Um, and so it's really uh, like your, your kind of tool belt, um, you need to continually add to it. Um, and each mandate will be slightly different. Um, so hence why it's really important to kind of embrace uh, a, a wide, a wide range of, um, let's say like curiosities or interests. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm now I'm curious, how, how does that relate back to you? Um, can you tell us a bit about how you came to your POV and um, how you developed that? I mean, obviously, 
there's lots of books you can read and there's other strategies you can follow and there's, you know, cultural nuggets you can lean into. How did you form your point of view? Yeah. And what I'll say is that all of those things are great and almost necessary, but assume that everybody is going to have done that. So I'm sure everybody's read, you know, the same five branding books. And as a, you know, at a fundamental level, it's really important to uh, have read those things. And again, have an opinion on it, have absorbed it, being able to kind of use models and structures and all of those other things. But I think what will make unique is everything else that you can add on top of those things. Um, so again, like pursuing interests and uh, outside of just uh, maybe the direct discipline of strategy that again, might not feel like it's directly applicable on a day-to-day basis, but will make you a more, um, we'll say, uh, interested person uh, with some, you know, wider and more inclusive worldview. So, you know, my, my background is I was a very strong, we'll say business analyst. It's kind of where I came from. I was very analytical by nature. If it didn't have a number attached to it, I wouldn't necessarily believe it. Um, I had a, you know, a deep background in sports and martial arts, uh, played a lot of music, hence why I'm deaf. Um, and while I, the, the things outside of the, all of those things kind of put together would don't feel like they're applicable to the discipline of strategy at all. Uh, in a lot of ways, the, the kind of consultant hat that I could wear was really good, uh, in terms of knowing and understanding a client's business. Um, but it doesn't really have a lot to do uh, from, uh, you know, to help develop your creative strategy or, or, or write a really great insight or something like that. Um, but what I learned with time, obviously, is that, uh, you know, the, doing having that skill set was actually what made me different uh, within the agency uh, world. And clients actually gravitated towards it a lot, too, because I could actually speak uh, their language and understand their business in a way that maybe uh, agencies didn't, uh, couldn't always. Um, and with that, it allowed me to uh, then flex in and start developing, um, I say, like the softer skills that you have to kind of learn more in the job. So, you know, proper brief writing, insight development, storytelling, all of these things that are really important. And, you know, little did I know, actually, that just through my own interests of, um, you know, art and music and, and sport, um, I had in some ways, uh, I had that skill set um, or it was there, I like some nuggets that could, that could grow. Um, so with time, uh, you know, I was able to grow this kind of uh, larger kind of creative skill set, creative strategy skill set, um, but have this base that I could always lean on, which was always going to be, you know, deep and analytical business uh, understanding. So I, I guess your, your first tip is around um, having that point of view, um, in, embracing things that make you unique, ultimately because you're looking to hire and what the industry is looking to hire individuals, people who have a passion and uh, something interesting about them. Exactly. It's, you know, first and foremost, embrace the things that make you you uh, and don't be afraid um, to be known for that. Right. Um, the things that uh, that we need is is we need we need people to go and tell clients um, and it, again, to, to develop a prejudicial point of view around kind of what um, how how they uh, are going to be able to resonate and um, build their brand uh, for people uh, in the future. So, um, yeah, 
don't don't be don't be scared or look at your say lack of uh, experience within strategy as necessarily a bad thing because those skills are things that you can learn but it really do uh, embrace the things that make you cool um what else would you recommend for those who are looking to uh dive into to strategy i'd say that so after you've kind of identify what those things are. It's really just about building your own strategic brand. Um, and as cliche as that might sound, because I know it gets thrown around a lot in the world of marketing and in terms of like branding yourself, but truly think of, think of the brand that you want to build as a strategist. Um, so you, you've identified these things. You might have a strategic persona as kind of like the smart guy that might be a great creative strategist or someone that really understands subcultures or someone that, you know, is really tapped into the bleeding end of culture and whatever it might be. Um, and I would just like continue to reinforce those things with your clients and colleagues um, over and over again, because it will be the thing that you become known for. Uh, and if there is work associated with uh, or there's like specific brands or types of clients uh, where you'll be really valuable uh, for them. And you can identify those things, I think, pretty easily uh, just internally in terms of your, your own client roster at, the, at an agency. Um, you will be uh, asked for. Uh, and so double down, I'd say, in that way. But at the same time, that doesn't mean like you obviously you, you stop growing. Um, so just again, like as a personal anecdote, like I was known as a very good researcher uh, when I first started. Um, and even though I didn't have much, say like agency experience, it allowed me access to, I'd say projects and, um, we'll say executives, uh, that I probably wouldn't have access to if I, and I didn't have that. And so I really, I would try to reinforce that. I would build a narrative around <laughs> kind of my love for research, which was true. Um, wasn't obviously the only thing I wanted to do. Um, but it meant that we were actually able to unlock even incremental projects with clients because, you know, we were able to identify some and demonstrate value, some strategic value and rigor that maybe they, they, they didn't see in the past. Um, and so very quickly, you're able to, um, you know, demonstrate and become known for something. Um, and then about, like when, when those things are kind of known and socialized, then you can actually, then you can actually identify um, you know, areas that you might want to grow and flex into, uh, and, uh, you know, you're identifying kind of your own gaps and how you can kind of add in addition to the things that you might already be known for. It's, it's, it's like you become the go-to for certain kinds of projects or briefs or, or Yeah, exactly. And I, again, like my own, um, perspective on brand building in particular, uh, is, um, you know, as we all know, it, it, a brand is supposed to promise a specific type of value, um, to people or to, to, to consumers with that as well is that you're essentially creating heuristics that are trying to occupy a specific part of uh, someone's brain. So what are the shortcuts? Well, how can we be known for something that people can quickly identify uh, with? And in a lot of ways, you're trying to do the same thing with your own uh, strategic brand. Uh, like what do you want to be known for? Um, and reinforce it with, with not only the work that you do, but you know, even, you know, how, the type of language you might use or, or uh, how you might dress or whatever it might be, but really creating um, these kind of like heuristics so people uh, can identify you for a specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I've never thought about creating heuristics to your own strategic brand. That's uh, very interesting. <laughs> um, okay. What else would you recommend um, for, for finding or leaning into your superpowers? So again, 
where it's it's great to be known for something. It's great to have a specific skill set. And like I was mentioning, really important that you lean into it. Don't be shy about being known for it. I mean, don't be annoying, obviously, but um, it's it's okay to obviously have a degree of confidence around it, um, particularly if you're objectively good at it. Uh, Overinvest in your growth areas. So it would be kind of the addition or the next step in that um, the world of strategy has changed a lot. I think if we think of planning in the in the 70s and 80s and 90s, um, it was very much a very clearly defined discipline, even though um, maybe like how <laughs> you would get to like a creative insight would be um, a little bit more art than science sometimes. But it was, you know, it, it was it was pretty, um, pretty straightforward. I think now, obviously, anybody that works in uh, in the field or works in advertising knows that it has changed uh, a lot. And it can really the term strategy can encompass a million things. Um, and as you uh, progress through your career, uh, it's going to become increasingly important that you have competencies in those um, in those other kind of fields or skill sets. So, you know, just as an example, if you're a really good creative strategist and you come in as a creative, as an example, um, if you are working with marketing departments, you're going to have to understand um, how to interpret uh, marketing information in, uh, in data and stuff like that. You have to understand how a client's business works and functions um, and their core consumers, like all of those things. You're going to have to understand research design. Um, what type of research for will give you, you know, the type of information required for a given brief or a client problem. Um, increasingly, we're seeing, uh, you know, in agencies work with clients on product development and innovation, um, you know, comms and media planning, like all of these things will become limiters if you don't eventually become competent in some capacity in them. Not that you have to be an expert in them, but if you have a degree of fluency and experience in those things and you still have that really strong base, then you become very valuable because you can work on a diversity of projects and still um, have a superpower uh, that you're known for. And so um, just something to think as you kind of work through a client's value chain and that like, you know, the, the, again, like the asks that we might come, that might come across uh, the, the table are, are extremely, uh, extremely diverse. Um, and I don't know if this is necessarily true, uh, in your, in your experience, one of the things I found is some of the working with really experienced, really talented, um, really strong strategists is kind of illuminating because you kind of learn how much of it is just based on experience and rigor. Um, the people that are most successful tend to be the ones that care the most. Um, and it's been demystifying in a lot of ways because you hear like, oh, so-and-so is a, a brilliant strategist. Um, so you, when you, when you hear that label, you sit with them and you're like, okay, when like, I'm waiting for the genius, <laughs> they must just, and like, they're like, here it is. Like they figured it out in, in, in a weekend or in 30 seconds or something like that. But what I'd say more than, than that, what's actually really more common is just the level of, um, care, uh, rigor and investment in a given project. And so where you get from in an initial brief, a lot of times the questions that really experienced, uh, really talented people have are the same questions that we would all have. Um, so take that and build some confidence from it because we're all kind of starting at the same place. Um, the reason why they get to maybe a better place is because they will go back. If it's a, a creative brief, um, to that insight, uh, an obsessive amount of times potentially, uh, or are willing to kind of, 
you know, review the, the, the writing or something like that to punch it up, or we'll, we'll hunt for further research to kind of bolster a point or to uncover something that might've not been there before. They take facts and they pull the threads a little bit further and develop insights um, that um, are, are more valuable than maybe what they initially thought of. So I would encourage that, you know, everybody, uh, particularly juniors to overinvest in, in, um, in the time and, and, and kind of care that they're putting into uh, whatever they might be doing uh, within an agency setting. And I think like there are those exceptions where there really are brilliant planners <laughs> that are kind of will, will develop that insight or, or land that thing really quickly. I've met very, very, very few of them. Um, so just assume that that is not you. Uh, and if it is you, then great, then you'll work extra hard and you're also brilliant, which is uh, amazing, but, uh, assume that, uh, you're not that person. Cause there's very few of them that are, that are actually out there might be lucky to work with one of them in your entire career. Um, so assume that, uh, most people get there through hard work. And I think that is true. Yeah. All right. So develop a u- unique point of view, build your strategic brand over invest in your growth areas. What, what else would you recommend? I'd say just with that last point, just it kind of leads me to uh, the kind of the final thing as you're breaking into the field is, you know, I think junior people in particular, um, and I understand the agency world doesn't necessarily pay super well at the beginning, um, but there is, you know, you're hired because you're smart. Like that is kind of uh, why you are considered in the first place. So I think a lot of the times there's, there's a phenomenon that happens where, um, you know, you, you start, you're bright and you might feel that, uh, certain work or research might be below your skill set or below what you're capable of doing. Um, like that's, it's kind of to, to learn the, to learn the discipline. There's not a lot of schools where you can learn strategy. You need to work with people that have done it before. And the way that you do that is by leaning in and doing, um, maybe the work that isn't always sexy. Um, so, you know, doing deep scrapes, uh, of secondary research, um, becoming a category expert. If you're pitching, I don't know, same name, the category, if you, if you're pitching a fast food restaurant, you know, all the trends in QSR, um, and that will actually, even though it might seem boring or difficult or labor intensive with time, uh, it will become really valuable because now your baseline knowledge of that category, uh, is always going to be there. And, you know, in five or six years, if you pitch or get put on another QSR brand, you're going to be starting from a place and you, you kind of understand it. Um, so what I'd say is just like, you, you know, lean in and, and, and earn that opportunity. There's a, it's a very competitive field. A lot of people want to do it. Um, strategy jobs are few and far between. Uh, so you're going to have to kind of prove it in a lot of ways that you're, that you're willing to put in the work. Um, but also, uh, you know, be able to develop stuff that's going to help cli- uh, drive the, the client's uh, business forward. So be, being smart and thinking, uh, you, you know, you're going to be able to just jump off and own a, a, a large client relationship is, is just not realistic. Um, but if you really are committed to learning the discipline of strategy and, and kind of learning from people that have done it before and, and, and kind of hitching your, uh, hitching your cart to someone that is, you know, really good and experienced, you will, um, you will, you'll really learn a ton. Um, and so, um, I would just encourage everybody that, yeah, you know, it's, 
it, it's, it's difficult, um, for sure. And sometimes it's not always going to be the most fun, but, um, I would just encourage you to continue to work as hard as you possibly can, because, um, it's a competitive space. A lot of people want to do it. And as I like, we always assume that you're really smart and that's why you're there. Um, so now that you're smart, what else is it that you can actually uh, grow into? And again, you know, if there's, it's, it's, it's why it's hard to really hire junior people. And that's why I would say just to people that are looking to break in, um, you know, discipline, hard work, being, wanting to be there, it, it goes, it goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious, um, because obviously you spent some time in the management consulting world at Deloitte, um, how, I mean, I imagine the same things, you know, hard work, leaning into your growth areas, those would, uh, you need to leverage that as well. Um, in, in that, what sort of like similarities and differences might you see between management consulting and the ad world as it relates to breaking in or excelling? I was pretty junior within the consulting world. Um, so uh, all the management consultants out there, please uh, don't, don't come after me. Um, I'd, I'd say, I'd say there's like, there's a couple things like the, the, the ability to work hard for just to work hard, I think is, is an old mentality that that's still true within corporate America to a certain extent, obviously changing with the pandemic and, um, you know, younger, a younger generation has different values around work. So it's definitely shifting. Um, the one thing I'd say with, with something like creative strategy or strategy within marketing is it is it is a little bit less defined. And so it's a bit more mysterious around kind of like how you might get from point A to point B. So if I'm working for a, uh, say if I was, it was a consulting mandate and you know, you're working for a plant that needs to, you know, build efficiencies with their manufacturing process. Like that's a pretty, that's a pretty simple um, thing to follow. Very complicated. And, you know, again, like a lot of rigor and all that associated with it, but um, the task itself is, is, is fairly well-defined. Often in strategy, that's not the case. Um, it is it, it, like there isn't really feel like there's a right answer. Um, there's wrong answers, but again, there's there's definitely um, there's definitely answers that are or, or, or I guess perspectives that are going to be more right uh, than not. Um, and to ensure that those things are more right, then again, it requires all of that rigor. Um, and again, though, like where you land is is likely going to be informed um, by your own experience. Um, and that point of view and the thing that makes you unique uh, in the first place. So, um, you know, two strategists get two different briefs. You're probably going to come up with two different answers and they're likely both going to be uh, correct. Um, two management consultants get the same thing. They're, they're you know, again, simplifying uh, to make a point. Uh, likely the solutions are going to be fairly simple. Awesome. Great. Well, yeah. I mean, thank you so much for joining us today. I think you've shared some really um, important things for us to think about, um, not only as we're trying to maybe get into this uh, field, but to continue to excel and thrive in it as well. So thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining today's episode of Grow Up. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share the episode, and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Next week, we'll be chatting with Mark Barton, partner at Eat the Big Fish a strategic consultancy dedicated to challenger brands on how to overcome beautiful constraints.